T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The manager of the New York Mets as they get ready to start their season. The New York Mets is Mickey Calloway. Mickey, welcome. How are you? Hey, Mike. How you doing? I'm Good. doing really well. Welcome. You too, Mickey. You ready to go? I am. We uh, had a nice little optional workout today, and everybody seems raring to go, so I'm, I'm excited about it. All right, Mickey, what's what's the biggest difference to you for the Mets year one to year two? From year one to year two, you spent all this time with this team. In a word, what, what's this team have that last year's didn't? Yeah, I think that um, I, I'd have to say we have uh, more diversity um, throughout our whole roster. Okay, so just uh, better players, better depth? Yeah, I think that uh, players that are capable of winning and accomplishing things different ways. You know, I felt last year we had a talented roster. I felt everybody you know, kind of tried to do the same thing in the lineup, had the same strengths. And this year, I think our hitters complement each other a little bit better. Um, I think our bullpen kind of speaks for itself, the moves we've made there. We have more experienced guys. We have guys that have excelled in, in certain roles. We're much deeper. And then our rotation is obviously very solid again. So I think uh, overall, we just complement each other as a team better. And uh, that should show up in our in our win totals, Mickey. We know what you expect from we uh, from uh, Degrom and uh, uh, from Syndergaard. Wheeler is a big key. Ten and one down the stretch. Fifteen last fifteen starts, he pitched like an ace. He had a one whip. He was sensational. Uh, why will he be that same guy that he was the second half last year? Yeah, I see the same confidence. I think he understands what it took for him to be successful last year. And he's healthy. You know, that that was the biggest step last year. He felt healthy every day. He went out there, no arm problems, and he was able to pitch like he's capable of. You know, adding Dave uh, Island into the mix last year, I think, helped him with his arm action, being able to get that ball out of his glove and being more consistent so he can attack hitters. And you've seen a fearless um, uh, Wheeler throughout spring training, and if he does that and goes attacks like he did last year and gets ahead with that great stuff, he's going to repeat what he did the second half. Mats has been a five-inning pitcher. He did get 30 starts last year. Said to me in spring training, I got to learn to get through that one inning. I, young pitchers have to learn to get through that one inning, to make the pitch that gets you out of that one inning when it's first and second or bases loaded. What does Mats have to do this year that maybe he hasn't done in the past? He's, he's totally correct. It's that one inning. It's that one pitch. And to be able to do that, I feel the elite pitchers that uh, have that ability, they are able to let go what's going on and focus on the next pitch because that's the pitch you have to make. And I think Matsy is aware of that. He's working really hard at that. He, he, did, a, he did a nice job with his um, routine, that in-between pitch routine that was implemented last year. I think those 30 starts are going to help him just experience-wise be able to get over the hump in a lot of those games. 
And then the other ones that are going to get really bad, if he, if he doesn't lock it in, he's going to have to overcome it. You know, and that's just more will than anything. Just go out there and make sure that you focus on the next pitch. Let go of what just happened, the walk, the home, or the bad call, and, and get, execute the next pitch. How long does it take you? And you're obviously we're, we're talking with, with Mickey Calloway uh, as we get ready to open the season. The Mets will be on our sister station on uh, News Radio 88 every day. Mickey's report will be with me every Wednesday. Um, you obviously had one of the great staffs in history when, with your Indian team. Um, how long does it take you to learn a closer, an accomplished closer like Diaz, who's still a kid but who has had just incredible success to start his career in Seattle? Yeah, so that's a great question, Mike. I think that uh, there's no one answer to that because everybody's an individual. You know, we're going to have to continue to watch him throw, watch him compete, watch him pitch, and be able to, on a daily basis, learn who he is. Uh, Like you said, uh, you have to know who these guys are. And what and what makes them tick? Do you talk to him? Do you talk to him a lot? Do you want to talk to your closer a lot? Do you want to have a lot of conversations with him? I I want to get to know him as a person. I want to get to know him. You know, when when he's not performing, I think uh, when it comes game time, there's not a lot of dialogue. First off, he's you know trying to get locked in that 30 minutes before the game and and close the game out that night. Second, you know, he's just down in the bullpen or wherever he is as he's um, preparing for that ninth inning, but. You want to make sure he's comfortable, especially a young kid like Diaz. You want, to, you want to talk to him about situations. You want to talk to him about execution. You want to talk to him about tacking hitters. And uh, I've been able to do that in spring. What, what a great kid this guy is. What's your roles for, for Gesellman and Lugo? I mean, what, what, what do you tell them? I mean, they, they obviously, especially Lugo is a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. He reminds me of Ramiro Mendoza a little bit, a guy who could do everything. What, what's your plan for those two guys? Yeah, I think first and foremost, we express to them that we can throw them multiple innings if we want to. You know, I think that if we can get 100-plus innings out of these guys, um, and then you mix in the, the Wilsons and the Familias and the Diaz's um, with, you know, 65-plus innings, that we're going to maximize our bullpen. So I think that when we get those guys in the game, it has to make be a situation where we can use them multiple innings if, if we can because then we're going to maximize what they're able to do throughout the season and we also know that both of these guys need rest at times you know it's hard to throw these guys three out of four we understand that we know that we can't just run them out there every day like you like we may uh familia or wilson or diaz and we're gonna to have to take care of them a little bit so multiple innings seems to be uh you know a pretty smart move on our part uh, as far as we see it Mickey if you need a starter if one of your starters is going to miss a start you reach down in the minors for a starter or you use Gaselman or Lugo I think we do at this point Mike we we reach down into the minor leagues we're very comfortable with, with uh two or three of our starters down there um that they can come up and help us now if we get a guy that we know is going to be out for a very long period of time you stretch out one of these guys starts, then you stretch we might out. have to stretch out one of those guys who would be the first one into the rotation Gaselman or lugo you know what i think in that case if we we're talking about 10 starts we're thinking you know something very prolonged like that i think we'd go probably to lugo but again we'd have to see where we're at in the season see how guys are performing and see where what our what the state of our team is in all right, you know, interesting, you know, you're going to have a good, you've got a pitching strong team. We know that. We're talking with Mickey Callaway. We know how good it is from, from the top down, especially your five core guys, your three starters, and then Familia and Diaz. you got to catch the ball behind them. 
I, we got some kids we don't know how they're going to catch the ball yet. McNeil at third, Alonzo at first, uh, even a couple of the outfielders. What do you see from your defense? I mean, uh, we watched Rosario. We know Cano. Uh, what do you see, Mickey, from your overall defense? Is your defense up to uh, – is it okay now? I think so, Mike, from what I've seen, I've seen in spring training. Now, like, and you just said it, we still don't know um, totally. I do know that all of these guys have been working very hard on uh, the things that they need to do to continue to improve as a defensive performer. I mean, Pete Alonso had a great spring defensively, you know, after that first uh, throw and the first game. So uh, it seems like everybody's making headway. You know, McNeil is very unconventional, but the ball goes in his glove and he's got a super accurate arm. So he gets the plays made. He gets it done just like he did at second base. And he's going to have to continue to work, and we're going to have to continue to, to work with these guys on a daily basis to be the best defensive team we can. But right now I'm very pleased. Alonzo and Smith are both on the team. If folks are just joining us, Alonzo is coming north with the team and Smith at first base. Now, when you say platoon, that means the guy who bats right-handed doesn't play a whole lot. How, how are you going to meet out time for the two guys at, at first base uh, to start things, Mickey? You know, that, that's something that uh, is going to be fluid as we go. But uh, I'll tell you what, Mike. It's not going to be a platoon situation. You're going to find that out tomorrow very quickly. <laughs> oh, really? That's right. So Alonzo's in the lineup. He's he's going to be starting tomorrow. All right. You know, so Alonzo's in the lineup from day one. Hello. Well, there you go. So that's all right. We got it ready. So Alonzo's in the lineup opening day. There we go. So all right. So uh, you he, did he impress you that? Let's talk about Alonzo for a second. Uh, we know. Everybody has said, Omar said, listen, he's going to hit on the major league level. Anyone you've heard from, and you see anything this year, we know we had a big spring. Have you seen anything that would tell you he's not going to hit on a major league level? No, I have not. Um, I've seen the opposite. I've seen the way he takes pitches, how quiet he is, even against the best of the best that we faced in spring training. I think that uh, his ability to go the other way, cover the, the lower half of the plate, the upper half of the plate, you know, if anybody gets it above or below those spots, yep. you know, people are going to struggle, but he doesn't chase those. So he does a great job with his plate coverage. He does a great job with his plate discipline, and he's got power. So and it's not just hitting the ball out of the park. He hits the ball on the screws and hits it hard, and those end up being base hits because they get through. So Alonzo's in the opening day lineup, which is uh, good news. I'm sure everyone's going to be very excited. Obviously, we know McNeil's at third. Um, Are you going to, because of the McNeil thing, and uh, we know Frazier and Lowry aren't ready, are you going to give Ligaris a chance to play center every day to start the season? Is that the plan? You know what, he's going to play center a lot. And I think that uh, we have to continue to value defense. You know, we were talking about our defense a few minutes ago, and we have great pitching. And when you have great pitching, you're going to have great defense. And uh, you're going to see Lego out there quite a bit. So will he be in the opening day lineup too, uh, Ligaris? He will be. Okay, so Ligaris will be in center, and Alonzo will be at first base. That's Um, right. Nimmo... Conforto, I mean, your middle of your order, you got Cano, and we know what he brings, and he had a great spring. I mean, he led the major leagues in hits in spring training. He hit 430, told me he's going to have a big season. I've known him since he was a kid. He looked great in the spring. I know you got to be excited to have him here, and, and he, he wants to be a leader. I can tell how excited he is. I would expect big things from Cano this year. He, he really is. I mean, there, there's no, no better guy that we could have brought into our clubhouse with our mix of players. 
we have such a great group of players, and Cano fits right in, and he brings all those intangibles that uh, you need in a leader. All he does is talk about winning. He talks about a winning approach. He talks about a mindset that you have to have to go out there and win. And most of all, he's won. And uh, to mix him in with the, the Confortos, the Nemos, the Rosarios of the world is, is just and He loves Rosario. He told me, he told he me Rosario was going to be tr- – he said to me – I said, really? I said, I don't hear that. He goes, I'm telling you, he says Rosario's going to be a star. He loves Rosario. I tell you what, Rosario kind of showed that this spring. Uh, it, it's been pretty impressive. Uh, every at-bat of the spring that I saw, he was he was right on it. So I'm, I'm excited for this kid and what he can do. And and obviously, you got a veteran catcher who he gives you a right-handed bat and a, a guy who has killed in Mets. He's won the Mets out <laughs> and is a veteran solid catcher. Plus, you're carrying three catchers, right? We are. No, gonna no, carry th- are you going to carry three catches? I, I, I believe no, you are, no. right? No, we're going to carry two. Oh, you're not carrying three. Yep. I thought you were going to carry three. Okay, you're not. Okay. No, no, just two. Oh, you're That's just going right. to carry two. Okay. I thought there was a talk that you were going to carry a third catcher. So you're carrying two catches. That's it. Okay, yep, but yep. the bottom line is you expect Ramos to catch a lot. He said he wanted to catch a lot this year. We do, and he's in a very good spot to do that. I think first and foremost, we have more days off this year. Um, and second he's got to be a leader back there and our leaders have to play. Now he's not going to go out and catch 150 games. Uh, that, that's, that's tough for almost any catcher, right. but he's going to play a majority of the time because we need his impact at uh, bat in the lineup and we need his leadership behind home plate. We had a uh, advanced meeting today and Dave Island said that was one of the best advanced meetings he's ever been around and Ramos led it. So we're, we're so excited to have that type of leader behind the plate that can come in, take control of the information, not only call a great game, but perform the way you know a top-line catcher is going to be able to. Now, you, in, he's so critical because you are he- top-heavy left-handed. Your key guys in your lineup are left-handed hitters. Your righties, now Alonzo would be a big plus if he hits. Uh, Lagares, if you get anything out of him offensively, you need these righties to pick it up a little bit. I mean, you know, you have your lefties with Conforto and Nimmo and Cano and etc. You need you need that. So he's going to be a big key guy, especially with his bat because he's right-handed. He, he certainly is, and we saw our struggles last year against left-handed pitching. Our righties um, struggled, and uh, that that hurt us last season. So we're going to need him to step up, like you said. We need Alonzo to uh, swing the bat well. Those, those two guys can come up and provide some right-handed power for us. And then Rosario of the world, the Lagarses, the Broxtons, all of those guys are going to need to step up, and we're going to be counting on them. The J.D. Davises when the lefty's in there. You know, we, we have a lot of confidence in him facing a left-hander. So uh, it's going to be guys that, that need to step up for us to, to get where we want to get. Where are you batting, Alonzo, in the lineup tomorrow? Uh, I think we're going to have to wait on that one, Mike. I, I have to turn that in before. I wonder I if you'd bat, would, <laughs> would you bat rules. I mean, will you bat him fourth to put that kind of pressure on him, or is that too much pressure to put on him? You, you know what, Mike? You might see more pressure than that. That's oh, all I'll say. Oh, really? Oh, you're going to bat Cano second and Alonzo third. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, he's going to be in the middle of the lineup then. So, you have that much. All right. So, that's interesting. Okay. We have a lot of confidence in this. There, kid, there you go. Sure. How about you? Second year. 
First year was tough at times. We know that. He had a new league. You got Riggleman, who's a great guy and a great bench coach, and I know him a long time. He's a good guy to have, and I'm sure – I mean, I, I saw you guys – interacting in spring training. He's a wonderful guy. I've known him a long time, a wonderful baseball guy. I'm sure you're happy to have him with you, right? I really am. He, Like you said, he is a top-notch, not just guy, but uh, baseball coach. He's been in the National League for a long time. We sat there all spring training and talked about situation after situation, and it was unbelievable. I mean, the wealth of knowledge that's in his head is is so impactful, and, and I'm glad that he's going to be sitting next to me next to me on that bench. You know, Joe Torre told me, Mickey, that all those years, he loved the fact he had Zimmer and he had Mel Steinlmeier all the time yeah. and right with them both times. And he said Zimmer always was more daring than he was, so he's always prompting him to do something daring, and he would <laughs> always be a little more conservative. But having that guy in your ear is a good, you know, having a good baseball guy in your ear who's been around a long time and maybe has a little different personality than you and sees the game a little different than you makes you think about a lot of different things during the game. Yeah, that's exactly right, Mike. You hit the nail on the head. I think that uh, when you're sitting there in a baseball game, both of us were seeing two or three things daily we'd never seen in the game before. And uh, that's saying a lot for, for Jim Riggleman, who's been around the game for 45-plus years. He saw things that he's never seen. We get to interact about them and talk about them. And uh, you get better when you have a, a person around that uh, like that. So um, you're right. I think that Joe Torrey uh, was definitely right. When, when you get those experienced baseball guys and, and guys that are willing to really – be outspoken on how they feel and aren't shy to share it. And and how about this? How about from first year to second year? You were in. A, listen, you were around Francona, who's a great manager. You were around a great team with that Indian team. You were the pitching coach of a very valued uh, lieutenant. Now you become the manager. How, how tough a transition was the first year? You know what? I think just the experience of it um, is going to be invaluable. It is definitely a, a different task. It's a different. Uh, um, job than a pitching coach is, but I really enjoyed it. I love the National League game. Um, there's no doubt that uh, when you're in that National League dugout, it's more exciting. You get to think about baseball in a different way, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. So it's definitely a different role, but I'm embracing it and learning something every day. All right, tell the Met fans what. what do you, so as you got on the eve of your uh, opening here, what's what's your what's your uh, message to the Met fans this year? You know, come out and support us. We have a great group of guys that are going to play the game the right way, and they are excited about uh, going out there and winning a bunch of games for them. So we're we're, uh, anxious to get back to City Field and and have our opening day at home with our fans as well. Thanks very much, Mickey. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, Mickey Calloway, the manager of the Mets, says the Mets open up. So what you got for Mickey was not only is Alonzo in the lineup, but he's going to be batting third, and Cano's going to be batting second. So basically, right away, they're telling you what they think of Alonzo, who had a great spring. Cano led the led the spring training in hits and hit 420 or 30. I don't know where he finished, somewhere in that range. Uh, Alonzo had a big spring, and we thought, even Keith thought, and Keith had seen the team, that Smith would be in the lineup against the big throwers, and right away, no platoon. Alonzo's in there, batting third. Now they're not. They had been talking them carrying three catches. They're only carrying two catches, not three. They had been talking them carrying three, uh, carrying two catches instead of three. And Alonzo in the lineup. Lagares in the lineup in center field. 
That means Nimmo and left, Conforto and right. Lagares in center for defense to see if he hits a little bit. Right now they have no one else to put in there with McNeil playing third base. If Lowry was in there, McNeil would be in left field and Nimmo would be in center field and uh, and uh, and Lowry would be at third base, but he's not there. So the bottom line is McNeil's at third base. Instead, he has a chance to win that job. Fraser and Lowry not ready. So there's your scoop. Alonzo in the lineup, Lagares in the lineup, and Alonzo hitting right in the middle of the lineup. Back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.